0: As we segue from Divrei Torah classes regarding the speech of the three weeks, namely the Tefilos, the prayers that are centered around Yom and the Geula, as we spoke about last week, um, we're moving towards this week's discussion, which is the three weeks in thought, um, trying to give a perspective on uh, how to approach this time period leading up to uh, Tisha B'av. At the very end of Shemona after the brachas are completed, and the final supplications are completed. The very, very last line, before we are totally finished, is the Sain Chalkeinu etc. We ask Hashem to rebuild the Beis Amikdash directly, and then we ask Him to give us our portion in Torah, and then we continue with another thought about uh, restoring Yerushalayim. Have you ever considered how that all makes sense? First of all, why are we um, asking for to, for our portion in Torah as we discuss the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, as we request the rebuilding of the Beis Mekdash? And second of all, it's kind of sandwiched in the middle. It seems to be part and parcel of the entirety of the request of the Geula. So how do we explain this? That's the main question I'd like to answer. And in the course of answering this question, we're also going to touch upon another um, interesting um, depiction that Chazal say that, as the Gemar and Ches says, From the day of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, Hashem only has left in His world the four cubits of Halacha. He used to be in full, full force, full glory, to be in, interacting in the world in a in a um, very direct and open way, and now his presence is restricted to the four cubits of halacha. So we understand what the um, statement is trying to trying to convey, that whereas we had more direct, more open access, more experiential um, encounters with the Shekhinah, while the base mikdash was around, nowadays we experience that through following his word and keeping the halacha. But what is this idea of Dalit Amos, of four Amos, four cubits? So, to explain all this, um, I'm going to quote two interesting sources that I got from Rabbi Daniel Gladstein's most, uh, one of his recent uh, Sfarim, his recent books. This one is on this time, peri- this time period of the three weeks in Tishabav. Um, he has an incredible knack of finding fascinating, Maya Makoma's fascinating sources, classical sources, uh, for new and novel ideas. So, the Gemara and Chagiga, talks about the order, the Sidre Mishnah. Now, we know that if you if someone would ask you how many uh, Sidre Mishnah do we have, how many orders of of mishnaios do we have, so you'll start singing the song that we sing at the end of uh, uh, Leil HaSeder on Pesach night, Shisha, Sidre, Mishnah. Six are the orders of the Mishnah. That's how many we have. However, the Gemara says something fascinating. It says that in the days of old, uh, before the exile, there were many, many more Sidre Mishnah. There's much more Torah around. How much? According to this Gemara, there were 600, some say 700, but at least 600 Sidre Mishnah uh, were in existence at some point in history. So if you look at the diminishment of Torah from this massive uh, work of 600 orders of Mishnayos, and that would be a large section of Torah al Peh, to nowadays we only have six, so we have been diminished significantly from 600 to 6. That means that there's only 1%, 1% left. There is a hundredfold diminishment in the Torah that we have access to. There's another Gemara, in Erevin, a Chaf, Aleph, Amad Aleph, that quotes a rather cryptic statement uh, by the prophet Zechariah. And in the prophet Zechariah, it it refers to a vision that he has, where he looks, he sees a Megillah Uffa, he sees a flying scroll. And the measurement of this flying scroll is 20 by 10 Amos, 20 Amos by 10 Amos. And when it's unfolded, it's 20 Amos by 20 Amos. So this is supposed to, the Gemara says, this is supposed to be the depiction of how big Torah is. It can fit on scrolls that are 20 amos by 20 amos. Now, how much is 20 by 20? 20 by 20 produces 400 square amos of Torah. So what the Prophet Zechariah is telling us is that at one point in time, Torah, the Torah Shabalpeh at least, according to our explanation, can fit into, occupies a great space of 400 square uh, cubic Amos. What is 1% of 400? That would be 4. So when the Mishnah in Brachos tells us that Hashem only has left the 4 cubits of halacha, it's referring to this um, incredible spiritual and historical fact of the incredible diminishment of the Torah since the days of old into nowadays. That just like there were 600 tractates 600, excuse me, orders of Mishnah, now there are only six, so too Torah filled up the space, whatever this means, of 400 cubic amos, and now it only fills up a space of four. What this teaches us is that in addition to the yearning and longing for the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash and for direct access to a Baruch Hu through his presence in Yerushalayim and in the base of Mikdash, there's also another element, there's also another feature of the Geula, and that is the restoration of Torah itself. There's been a massive, huge loss in Torah um, over the generations through the process of, of uh, Gullos. And according to these sources, that process is, that uh, diminishment is extremely significant. Now, there are those who contend that we have that uh, hidden Torah, that lost Torah, is woven into and, dr- and drips and drops throughout the Torah that we have revealed. For example, one of the methods used in analyzing Mishnayos, one of the methods that the Gemara use is to ap- apply the concept of Chesuri that in analysis of a Mishnah, one can ascertain, the Gemara can ascertain there's something missing here. And as a matter of fact, there's, there's a piece of the Mishnah which is missing, and this is what it means to say. The Gemara embeds pieces and phrases into our existing Mishnah. How could the Gemara do that? How does the Gemara have the right to invent, essentially, lines that are in the Mishnah? The answer is that the Gemara is not inventing anything. The Gemara, through intense analysis and through um, methods that are at our disposal, via Masora, via our tradition, is able to restore some of that missing Torah and re-inject it into the Mishnahis that we have. So much of the analysis of the Gemara, uh, and, and indeed, according to many of the uh, Rishonim, the early commentaries of the Echronim, the later commentaries, is uh, not just analysis, but it's actually a revelation. It's revealing the Torah that was once given and that is really there and is latent within the Torah that we don't have access to. So, what we're davening for at the Enoshmon Esrei is the rebuilding of the Beis of Mikdash, and uh, along with that is the incredible access that we will have to the larger scope of Torah.